the new year is just around the corner. I want to start off the new year strong, which is why I put so much effort into using the end of this year to reflect and assess what I should do the same, but better, or do differently next year. I know all of you listening right now want your 2022 to be better than your 2021, right? Why not do it better together? In fact, that's exactly what this episode is all about. So stick around to the end for a community announcement. Happy holidays from the Modern Producer Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and I just want to say (laughs) it's awesome that we've had the audience that we've had. I appreciate you. By the time this episode airs, we're looking at, what, four days to Christmas? So whenever you're listening to this, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, good tidings. (laughs) So I know I share a lot about myself here in this podcast, just to give a frame of reference for how crazy things can be. But you know what? I'm talking to you with just one school course left for my bachelor's degree. That's right. I am going to be completing it this year. By the end of December, I will have my bachelor's degree. That's right. (laughs) I am super excited because I've been working on this for nearly two years while working full time, which is crazy. (laughs) Not to mention having this year be the craziest it's ever been for me. I have done in working through so much. It's, It's just mind boggling, like how fast we can move if we just put our minds to it. You know, isn't that crazy? (laughs) So I just want to share a bit of that because it's in stark contrast to some of what I'd like to share with you here later on in the episode. And I say that because I'm truly grateful and very appreciative of how far I have come and all the help that I've had along the way. I have an amazing wife. She supported me for all these years through all the struggles I've been going through and Lord knows I've struggled. (laughs) But I am absolutely certain that all of you listening are going through those struggles or something similar to. I don't want to take away from your light. This is to help share with you guys and gals to help overcome those same struggles and things you might be facing in your life. So what we're here to talk about today is going to kind of jump around a bit. I want to talk about some things that have to do with a challenge that's coming up. I know we only have a couple of weeks by the time this episode airs, or not even a week, to uh, to the new year. So let's just say, prepare to start off strong. Make January the crush the new year challenge. That's what we're going to call it, okay? <laughs> All right, stick around. Have you found yourself questioning what it takes to make it in the music industry? Does it feel like there is some secret successful producers know that you don't? This is the Modern Producer Secrets Podcast, the first music industry podcast for creatives who want to reach beyond the side hustle, where we show you how to apply the principles of business, mindset, and personal development to create real sustainable success from the inside out. So for those of you that heard the last episode, it really does tie into this one, and hopefully you've already started doing at least one of the concepts we've shared previously to really give you a leg up on tackling the new year. So here's the thing. New Year's resolutions, at least from the general population out there, or just a pipe dream. It's a fruitless activity. Now, I used to work at 24 hours for a good four years from 2014 to 2018. And not only did I observe this firsthand, but the entire fitness industry knows and has absolutely leveraged their business practices around this fact. 
70% of new signups for the entire year occur in January. The average amount of time someone spends actually checking in at the gym is just one week. The average time they keep their subscription is just one month. How many New Year's resolutions have you made in your lifetime? Go ahead, I'll listen to them all. Oh wait. How many of those did you actually maintain the commitment to? Uh Uh-huh. Don't lie, you're only fooling yourself. I'm talking to you, Chris. Just kidding, just kidding. Look, we all have big dreams. Okay, well, most of us. Some of us love being lazy, right, Troy? I'm speaking from my years of self-inflicted heartache and stagnation when I share these tips. I didn't define my business boundaries, and thus it ran me into the ground because I had no control over it. Feast or famine occurred because I wasn't setting goals and focusing on the activities that generated steady work. So, just what activities should I focus on then, you might be asking. In order to define those activities, we need to wrap our heads around just why certain activities are more important than others. For nearly nine years, I've collaborated on productions with a colleague of mine, along with numerous clients on a one-to-one level. And my dream was to take this primary collab and make it a household name brand. So in 2009, I met Steven, a gifted lyricist and talented rapper. We bonded instantly over music and the arts, which led to countless late nights in the home studio together, crafting songs that blurred the lines between all sorts of genres. I mean, we were, we were just experimenting like crazy. As time marched on, I dove deep into the music industry business end. I was absorbing whatever knowledge I could freely find on the internet and attempting to follow the rules I thought I had found. I needed a marketing budget, a website, a home for this musical brand. I had to craft a complete identity before launching, and all of these steps kept piling on until the task of launching Pollux and Caster was so insurmountable, we ended up just putting it off and pushing it out for another time. Well, in 2018, we finally launched a single to debut our brand with. Things were culminating in our favor, and I was pushing hard into really putting the tread to the pavement and attempting to go full speed with what I thought was a solid plan at the time. So let me just lay that through really, really easily. (laughs) We worked tirelessly for nine years, just experimenting, never really having set goals, never really just like sitting down and focusing on it. But as I grew, I started thinking more about those things. And so I got focused on just, hey, here's how the business industry, you know, business side of the industry works. Here's how marketing works. We need to have an advertising, but we need, we need all these things when all we really had to do was just get started, put something out there for people to listen to, put it on SoundCloud. That's right. Just let people listen to it. We have to build up reputation first. So that's where I failed as I thought we had to be all grandiose to do it right. And well, Steven was, he didn't have the first clue one way or the other. (laughs) He just thought, well, if I just write the music, it'll, it'll come right. But you have to put something out there for people listen to. So the other thing was I mentioned brand, right? I had to craft an identity before I could launch it. No, that was another fallacy. So looking back, For those nine years, we had never really settled on a name or a brand image or any sort of thing other than just writing cool, catchy songs and loving the way these things sounded, but moving on and, you know, getting tired of working on the same song over and over. So we we just kept writing more. Needless to say, by the time we had hit 2018, I had kind of hit a peak with like 
the ideas and epiphanies of what our brand really represented, because I wanted something that didn't lock us into a specific genre. And I also wanted, based on the things we had done, to be able to kind of go back and forth between two kind of distinct visuals and two sort of artistic points of view. But the overall message for the brand was cohesive. So that's where we landed on Pollux and Castor. I had a solid brand identity figured out. And that's why we finally launched in 2018. Things just kind of fell into place for that particular, you know, identity that we had kind of agreed upon. So after launching, we released three songs in a three-month period, and then we both ended up moving away from our hometown. Pollux and Castor had quietly been on the back burner ever since. What went wrong? Well, that's easy. We weren't doing any of the activities that actually moved the needle of the business forward. So just like I mentioned, the enterprise of Pollux and Castor was doomed before it started because for years, all we had done was focus on making music without putting any effort into getting the music into the marketplace. So here's the plain and simple truth. It doesn't even have to be a polished plan or well-organized. It just has to be executed. There is no build it and they will come. So when I share this about what we can measure and how we can measure it, measurements will fall into one of two categories, a leading indicator and a lagging indicator. So according to BMC, leading indicators define what actions are necessary to achieve your goals with measurable outcomes. They lead to successfully meeting overall business objectives, which is why they're called leading. (laughs) Pretty cool. Having worked in retail for years and customer service, a leading indicator is also something you can control. I can't control the number of signups I got while working at the gym because I didn't control how many people were walking into the gym to sign up. But I can control how many people I can call to generate interest in signing up. So when it comes to my mastering services, a leading indicator would be the number of cold outreaches I've done in the day to generate awareness and interest in my brand. If you're a full-stack producer or a vocal coach, think about the number of new people you've reached today that are now aware of your services that didn't even know you existed before. If you can quantify and track that measurement, that's a leading indicator. If a leading indicator informs you of how to produce desired results, a lagging indicator measures current production and performance – While a leading indicator is dynamic but difficult to measure, a lagging indicator is easy to measure but hard to change. They are opposites, and as such, a lagging indicator is sometimes compared to as an output metric. I produced 10 songs last month. I mixed X tracks last week. I mastered X projects today. Those are lagging indicators because they indicate what has been accomplished. These are my output metrics, and thus I can quantify the business I've done already, but that that has no bearing on predicting how my future business is expected to go. That's what leading indicators are for. Hopefully, now you have a solid grasp over why measuring is so important. Are you ready to kick it into high gear now? (laughs) If you're still listening, you must be really motivated to start moving the damn needle, am I right? Good. Now let's talk about just how we can do that together. I encourage you to set goals based on specific time-bound objectives and activities that you can actually achieve, 
but stretch you just a little bit outside your comfort zone. (laughs) I want to reach 60K a year in revenue from my music business alone. That's not specific enough. Get granular. You need to identify the actual leading indicator activities that will lead toward achieving that 60K. Who are you targeting? If you're a mixing engineer, how much do you charge and how do you charge for it? If you market to 100 people and only 10 of those show interest and only one of those 10 actually pulls the trigger, how many more people do you need to reach in order to achieve 100% booking? If you're a producer, where and how are you marketing yourself? How are you generating leads? There are nearly endless ways to generate leads, and while there is no right or wrong answer, your marketing has to be effective. Brian Hood from the Six Figure Creative said it best in his recent episode on marketing. To sum it up, it's a simple thing. It's as simple as this. The right message at the right time to the right person. Study your favorite brands. Reverse engineer what they're doing right and what you feel they could do better. You could even create a comparison chart and consider what they're doing well, contrasting it with what you feel they're doing that's missing the mark for you. Analyze that list and reflect on why those specific points either worked for you, or if they don't, why they missed the mark. Maybe you're not actually their ideal customer. If you can find yourself in the shoes of the ideal customer, but something else is off, try to understand why that is. Now for the fun part. The announcement! (laughs) For the entire month of January, we are launching a community challenge in the Music Producers Alliance. 2022 Crush the New Year Challenge. Week one is going to start off strong. There will be a single post from an admin on each of our community platforms to launch the first week's challenge, which is... Website critique. (laughs) Here are the rules. In a direct comment to the main topic, you can put your full website address, one website only please, below the link, give a brief description of what you do or what your brand does, i.e. I am a mastering engineer. My website offers music mastering services and consultations. (laughs) Below that, you can ask for an open critique, welcome all criticism, or ask for something specific. My website's getting 1,200 visitors a day, but I'm only getting, I'm not getting any emails or inquiries. What gives? So here's what's not allowed. Hateful speech, discriminatory, or defamation of character. Constructive criticism is the whole point of this challenge so that we can not just identify sticking points, but also offer suggestions to overcome those sticking points. If you're going to point something out, provide a solution to the problem you identified. The first person to comment should at least take some time to reply to one other person's critique request. If you're not the first commenter, you should take the time to critique at least one other fellow member's request before submitting your own. It's a community challenge, and we're all equals here, so let's help one another out. That's it. And that's only week one. (laughs) Week two will kick off with a marketing critique post. You'll need something tangible and shareable in order to critique, So you'll be allowed to share landing pages, email blasts, or newsletters. The goal is to assess whether the messaging and channel chosen are appropriate to that person's type of business and target audience. The rules for how these topics will be posted and commented on will be just the same as I mentioned for week one. When you're submitting your campaign for critique, share the link first, and then below give a very brief description of your brand's primary function your campaign's goal, e.g. a new product release or a new song pre-launch, etc., whether you'd like an open critique 
or have a specific sticking point you need help with. Week three is financial critique. (laughs) Okay, so hang on. This one's going to be a a bit of a challenge because I haven't figured out all of the details about how we can appropriately critique and assess each other's financial situations. So I don't think that's exactly what we'll be doing. We won't be addressing everybody's specific financial situations because I do not want anyone sharing private financial information. Even though we operate private communities, these communities operate on social media platforms that we don't control. And that would just not be smart to share such confidential information. However, I do have some plans for future podcast episodes lined up that can address this in a much more granular manner, so stay tuned for that next year. For now, just anticipate a simple yes or no questionnaire to help assess whether certain areas of our financials uh, financials need improvement or immediate attention, such as, have you separated your personal and business expenses? Do you track one or both? Finally, week four is operational critique. That's the last time I use that voice, I promise. (laughs) We'll assess current sticking points in your day-to-day operations, what you hate or dislike having to do most, and whether or not you're still doing it. Share advice on ways we can offload or automate these tasks in order to free our plate for more important things. Well, all right then. I've got some awesome new content planned for 2022 since we're on the topic of getting a jumpstart for the new year. New year, new interviews, new topics, and podcast subjects. And don't forget, we're only two episodes away from drawing a winner for the mastering contest. If you haven't heard yet or haven't submitted an entry, here's how it works. Email podcast at modernproducersecrets.com. In the subject line, put episode 10 contest and then leave a genuine review for the podcast. We want to hear from you. It could be as simple as you love it because something we shared has helped you in some way. Or you can leave a criticism, something we can improve on. We're open to hearing it all, including what you might want to hear more of. The winner will be announced on episode 20 and contacted via email. So be sure to reply within 48 hours. Otherwise, you'll forfeit your winning and another winner will be selected from the valid remaining entries. Don't forget... You can join our Discord server, and the link is available in the show notes. 2022 is already shaping up to be an amazing year, and the Music Producers Alliance is going to help you get the jumpstart so that you can maintain that momentum year-round. Are you ready to join us? If you're excited and ready to commit to going further with your career than you've ever gone before, go to musicproducersalliance.com slash apply and book your 100% free no obligation, no strings attached strategy session. We'll help you get clarity on how you can reach your goals faster. We hope to see you in the community. And until next time, we hope you have a great new year.